I think you really need to embrace fear and uh, and failure. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think once you embrace that and, be, you know, let it become your, your, your friend, basically, then you can overcome anything and do whatever you, you right. know, actually want. Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to the New Era Podcast. I'm super excited for today's episode. I have a special guest. He goes by the name of Cookies, also known as Jose. What's up, everybody? What's up? Thank you for coming out. Yeah, it's definitely a pleasure to be here. Definitely an honor. It was it was a drive for you, actually. It was a drive. Coming from Salinas, it's about an hour and a half drive out this way. So I wanted to talk about a little bit of uh, like the backstory of like what you do. And then also how long I've known you, because I've known you for quite a long time. I met you through... Uh, through George and through Mario, like all the insidious guys. Yeah. Right. And so you're, the main thing that you do is photography, right? Right, right. And what style of photography do you do? Um, I, I cover like a lot of uh, events, weddings, uh, portraiture, like family photos, uh, maternities, a lot of stuff like that. And how long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been doing it for going on about six years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, about six years. Uh, I started back in like 2011. Oh really? And then kind of just it blossomed from there. And how did you how did you get into that? Like, did you just kind of just pick up a camera and you went with it, or someone kind of got you into it? Uh, no, actually, two two things kind of led me into it. I mean, the first thing was obviously my daughter. Uh, just you know, when she was born, I I wanted to capture like all her moments and and everything. And then second was uh, was my uncle. My uncle Gus. He's he's like a father figure to me. So mm-hmm. like he's kind of always had a, a camera in hand all the time. And, mm-hmm. You know, a bunch of memories, a bunch of, like, photos and stuff like that. And I always kind of wanted that. You know, I feel like that's kind of lost now when it comes to, like, photography. Like, you don't have a physical print anymore now. Right. It's just kind of all digital. And you lose your phone, you lose all your memories. That's, yeah. It's done, you know? That's true because uh, that happened recently with one of my friends and she had lost her phone. And she had all her son's, like, newborn pictures just right. on the phone. Like, she never saved or printed them out. And she was, like, devastated, you know? And yeah. then luckily they were backed up in her iPad and everything. But... It is all digital now. It's not mm-hmm. like back in the day, you know? So, and then how did you get to the point where, like, you started, you know, booking, like, events and things like that? Um, it kind of started when I first got my camera and, like, social media first started rolling around. Like, yeah. Instagram just, just started coming around. So I started posting a lot of stuff on social media, and then people started picking up, and they'd ask me, like, hey, you know, would you mind shooting this for me mm. or whatever? So I would, and at the time I didn't know what to charge. I didn't know what you know, yeah. how to go about it, you know? Yeah. So I would charge, like, 30 bucks, mm. 20 bucks, whatever it was, right. just to kind of just get out there. But, um, yeah, little by little, it just started picking up, and social media started blowing up even more, and it just kind of blew it up for me yeah. from there. Yeah, I remember the first time I heard about you was um, Jorge and Mario working on um, Insidious Industries at the time, mm-hmm. and they were doing product shots. I think you did, like, the... Um, yeah, I did a lot of product shots for them when they <laughs> first came out. And um, I had seen, like, a few pictures, because I think um, at first there was, like, the guys were modeling for the pictures. It was, like, Mondo. And, like, <laughs> and, I do remember um, that. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Like, um, And I remember, I think it was, like, Mario had mentioned. He's like, oh, yeah, Cookies is one of our friends. Like, he does photography. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. And then, um, and then I started like meeting everyone like little by little, but it was like kind of overwhelming because I mean you grew up with them, so you've known them for a long time, yeah. right? And then, um, and then I realized that you do. I met you along with like a few other people, which I don't even like remember off the top of my head that did mm-hmm. it. And but 
I noticed that like your style is very like the type of moment like those pictures that you have that you just want to save forever. It's not like you know, there's a plenty there's so many, especially on Instagram nowadays, mm-hmm. it's so hard to like pick just like one shot. Yeah. So when you do take a picture of an event, how do you know like all right, this is a picture that I'm gonna like what is it, save or how do you do that? Or how does that work? Um, I mean a lot of it in terms of weddings goes like I kinda let it just go naturally, like a lot of candid stuff. But also try to kind of capture the, the their little moment. So, you know, I'll, I'll like, let's say, for example, like a, like a wedding photography or yeah. wedding, a shot. You know, I'll tell like the, the bride and groom to kind of be like natural, I guess you'd say, and just kind of just live in the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of just be intimate. Right. And then just kind of capture that and then just kind of paint that on a, port- on a, on a picture, basically. Yeah. What are your favorite type of pictures to take? Um... Right now, I don't know. I go through phases. Really? Yeah. I feel like I go through phases. Like, I started off doing car photography, and that was kind of, like, my thing. Like, that's what I wanted to do, you know? But then, like, little by little, I kind of lost interest in it and then just kind of moved on to portraits. Portraits, And then, you know, weddings. And now weddings is, like, my biggest thing. So, like, right now, weddings is kind of my favorite right now. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, the the style of, like, even car photography, because, like, you said back when you started your Instagram, Mm -hmm. was, like, at the beginning of it. And I think... Um, well, like, even when I first made my Instagram, my main thing was, like, my card, like, because I had, like, an EJ1 at the time. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so you kind of have to figure out what profile you're going to make your, your Instagram. Like, right. all right, are you going to go, like, the more, like, personal route, like, just, you know, your normal life, or you're going to just do strictly photography, or, like, so I had started out just car. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just have this as my project, right. and then just build it up, Right. Right. And then, so I did, I would, like, try and take, like, the best car pictures. And then I was, like, <laughs> let me use this filter. And I was, like, wait, what? And then when I started meeting, like, photographers, are like, wait, like, why are you putting... I think there was this one meme. I don't know who posted it, but uh, there was a photographer that took a picture of my car, some, like, ra- like random meat, right? right? And I put a filter on it. Oh, he was, like, yeah. that's so disrespectful. <laughs> he, luckily, he was super cool about it and, like, explained to me, like, the importance of it. But yeah. one thing I wanted to mention was, like... Like the etiquette of using someone else, like like a, like for example, when a photographer takes a picture, right? I don't think people realize like they own that picture, right? Yeah, legally they own legally that. we own the shot, yeah. Um, and I had thought of which is crazy because we had already scheduled like the day of recording, right? Right. And there was something that had came up in like social media where um, a certain I think it was a certain like celebrity that was using uh, paparazzi's pictures like on her Instagram, right? And that paparazzi like sued her, right? And she she got mad about it. And but it's like legally they own that they picture, own the photo, yeah. regardless of what it is. But um, let's just say like someone like because I want to like let people know the importance of like the etiquette of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Because I learned like the hard well not the hard way, but like they the, the phot- photographer was like kind enough to explain it to me. Right. But like let's just say that they you post like a sick picture, right? Mm-hmm. Do you like? Do you prefer someone to ask you like, "Hey, like, is it cool if I repost it?" Or yeah, personally, I think it's it's. I think common sense, just right? To right, right. Hit up the photographer and be like, yeah. "Hey, you know, is it cool yeah. if I use it?" You know, or whatever you're going to use it for. But if you're going to use it for commercial use, then obviously it's right be to a whole other level. But yeah, I mean, it's just a kind of common courtesy. Just hey, yeah, you know, is it cool? Have you ever had like anything like that happen to you, or no? Um, I've had it happen, but it's. I don't. Th- it, w- it wasn't used to like a, a scale of, you know, commercial, but right. just on different people's pages and stuff like that. But I kind of didn't let it get to me. It was right. just like whatever, you know, it is what yeah. it is. Yeah. With social media, with all these photos bouncing around, it's kind of hard to really keep right. track and really. Yeah. You know, 
it's it is it is hard to like especially to someone that like i'm not really into photography so i don't really i didn't know either till like a few years ago like i started taking i took like some headshots like from a photographer and and um and I would, he had let me know ahead of time like contractually like what and i was like oh like what do you mean like there are pictures of me don't i know own them he's like no like i'm taking them yeah and so i totally understood i was like okay sorry sometimes i just need to like ask especially with you know something like um as important of, of a picture because it so people just think oh it's just a picture right it's like no like you took it's your your equipment wasn't cheap like yeah. the 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 quality of the picture isn't like that off of like a polaroid or you know what i mean yeah um, so like what camera did you start, start out with? Do you remember? Yeah, actually I, I picked up, uh, I remember I saved up my money cause all my friends started buying the DSLRs. This is kind of when everybody kind of went that route yeah. and wanted to start taking pictures of cars. Yeah. So I'm like, damn. So I saved up and I bought a T3i, a Canon T3i. And, uh, back then, I mean, now they have like a T9 yeah. or T10 or whatever. They have like a newer version of it, but. Uh, it's kind of like an entry-level camera. It's the ones that you find at Costco yeah. like, on the package deals. Oh, okay, you know? yeah, yeah. One of those. Yeah. You know, so I start off one of those, and then once I started making money with my photography, I started investing into a lot of my own equipment because, I mean, that's the only way you're going to get, right. you know, better. And, you know, I wouldn't spend it. I would just invest it, invest it, invest it into my lenses and just kind of perfecting my craft. Yeah. You know, and I kind of went from there. But, yeah, I shot with that for, like, the longest time, and then, when I shot my first wedding, and I got asked by, uh, I don't know if you remember Danny Feng Chao. I think so. Well, he, yeah, he had asked me um, to shoot his wedding, and I was yeah. like, dude, I don't know how I feel about that. Right, like, that's a I big just deal. have this T3i. Like, right, I don't, right. you know, this thing is cheap. So uh, I told him, I was like, you know what? Just cover the rental. I rented a, a you know, professional grade oh. camera. I was like, just cover the rental, and, and I'll shoot oh, your okay, event. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't charge him. I did it for free. Oh, okay. I was like, just, just cover that, and I'll take care of it. Really? And then it just kind of went from there. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah. And so you talked a little bit about investing, like, early on in, in your craft, because mm-hmm. I think um, one thing that, like, I, like, I'll have people hit me up and asking about, like, certain business ideas that they have, right? And right. But they don't want to put no money into anything. That they, that they just wanted. Doing. They just want it to happen, <laughs> yeah. right? Regardless of what the field is, like whether it's, you know, in this case, like a lot of people asking about podcasting or like, mm-hmm. you know, traveling or any little thing, like any any topic of, of like or interest that they may have. Mm-hmm. They kind of just want it to happen. Yeah. And I, like as much as like I try and like explain to them like, hey, you got to put in work exactly. to be able to get, you know you know, kind of the fruits of your labor, basically. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, so was it, did you know early on, like, did you have to convince yourself to invest or did you, did you or how did that work with, because I know usually people, especially you, it was very early on into your, like, photography mm-hmm. that you put, because I know photography stuff isn't cheap. It's not. It is pretty pricey. But uh, no, I, I think what fueled me was just the, the passion for it. Mm-hmm. And I just wanted to get better yeah. and better. So yeah. I was just like, well, it's worth it. You know, right. it's, it's going to be worth the outcome yeah. at the end. I mean, when you first start off doing anything as far as being an entrepreneur or anything, mm-hmm. um, you're always going to be in the red yeah. in the beginning. And right. I don't think money should be what should motivate you to do things. Right. You know, it should just be strictly passion and just kind of just invest into yourself until you can perfect it and yeah. you know, go from no, there. No, I, I agree because I think, you know, like I said, you know, people – automatically want to you know make money off make money off of it or like in this case you know um a lot of things you know because there's so much social media marketing nowadays right you know when someone starts either an instagram or like a youtube or anything they automatically want like five hundred thousand subscribers or like followers it's like no exactly you know the quality of your content means a lot more than you know 
um, than anything else. So like I, I try and explain that to people and like I any anytime I do have a guest, I like to like for to hear their stories of like mm-hmm. when they invested and like cause I like I said, you know, I know photography's um, equipment isn't cheap. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty pricey. I seen a lens the other day at Best Buy, I'm like, whoa, lenses cost that yep. much. And, you know, I started appreciating more, like I said, because I didn't know that much about it. And in that field, because there's so much, and there's so much. It is overwhelming. It is with, overwhelming, With yeah. everything that's out there. But I think once you kind of uh, narrow down your style and then, like, what you're trying to shoot, then you can kind of cater your, you know, your equipment to that. Yeah. Because, I mean, the, the selection for lenses and cameras, it's so broad. Yeah. So broad. But I feel like if you kind of tailor your stuff to whatever you're shooting, then you kind of narrow down to yeah. what you need. Um, and it becomes more necessity than anything. Yeah. What so. was your first, um, like, your first, let's just say, like, car shot that you remember that vividly that was, like, dang, this is, this is like, one of my favorite pictures that I ever took, like, for cars? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, actually, I think it was when I first started shooting rollers. I think rolling rolling shots for me were just, like. Those are so nice. Exactly. It's yeah. just, like, once you once you get one of those and you narrow it down and it's yeah. it's. In focus. Those are and dangerous, not, too. And they're very dangerous very to do. Very dangerous. Unless you have a rig, it's it's pretty tough to do because you got to hang out of a car. Yeah, I really have a low. story about yeah. one of those. So <laughs> no, the rolling shots are so nice, but I remember there was like a um, a car meet um, the guys were going to set up for in Sacramento, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, like the drive from, you know, Gilroy to Sacramento is, yeah, it's, you know. It's a drive. <laughs> it's a drive. So they wanted to get some really nice rolling shots. And I remember uh, Juice, shout out to Juice, <laughs> he um, he was actually driving and he wanted to get rolling shots and um, he took it off one of like, I think it was like his work phone, right? And right. then all of a sudden you just see the phone fly, right? Oh, it was on shit. I-5 in the middle of nowhere. And we're like, whoa, what just happened? You know, we right. couldn't find the phone after that, right? But the shot were, they were he was getting really good shots, but he was literally like... It's so dangerous if you don't really know what you're doing. No. But rolling shots are, like, some of my favorite car ones, you know, because yeah. it's – it shows – there was one, I think, of, like, Dizzle's, too, when he had the um, – did he have an EM1 at one point? He had a SI, right? Right, yeah, I think he did. Um, and I seen one of those, and I was like, okay, rolling shots are, like, some of my favorite ones. I love I, – I, like, I think the OG, like – car meet ones are pretty cool mm-hmm. too when it's just like the, the old school JSJ brothers you go right. on the website to try to find pictures Those of your car <laughs> um, and then what about like uh, wedding photography like what are like you said candid ones or yeah. like your main ones which I love candid ones too but which ones are like do you think that stand out to you the most like when you think of like your favorite shots um, a lot of a lot of the sunset shots like towards the evening um, I did one recently and that's probably one of my favorites we did it uh, downtown Gilroy and um, the groom, I'm sorry, the, the bride's dad loaned us his truck. It was a 50, oh, cool. I think it was like a 56 oh, Chevy sick. chop top. It was mm. super nice. And um, that by far I think is by my favorite shot. Um, but yeah, I, I figure a lot, like a lot of the sunset shots and a lot of like the more intimate ones like that are yeah. my favorites when it comes to weddings. Yeah, do you have like, you know, like you mentioned the sunset ones. Do you? How does that work with like your timing? Because like, you know, I know photography does take like, <laughs> You, you it does sometimes take a while, and yeah. then like you kind of have to beat the sun. You gotta, yeah, you gotta like, time which is it. tough. Yeah, because a lot of when you shoot like in broad daylight, a lot of people don't <clears throat> don't get is that when you shoot between like let's say eleven to four, that's like the sun's peak. Yeah. You know? 
So it creates a lot of hard shadows and it makes right. it very, very difficult to shoot because everything's really bright. Yeah. So you kind of got to narrow it down to what they call the golden hour, yeah. which is an hour before sunset. Oh, is that what it is? Okay. That's what the golden hour is. Oh, so okay. that's kind of when you want to plan your shots for. Oh, and, okay. You know, that hour is crucial so you right. can get, you know, the shots that you want. Um, that day that we shot that shot mm. with the couple, um, they were like mid-wedding, partying. Like, really? Yeah, they were just like. Dang. And I was just like, we got to go. We yeah, got to go. Like, like, we have no sun left. Let's go. Yeah. And so, yeah, we rushed down, and they, they came down, and they had somebody touch up the the bride's makeup hella oh, really? quick because she was sweating. It was really hot. We yeah. were um, down City Hall in Gilroy, so oh, okay. upstairs. Yeah. So it was super hot. So we come downstairs, and we're rushing, and we have people touching up our makeup real quick. Yeah. And it made it really difficult, too, because we had um, cross traffic right there on the oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that kind of delayed it a little bit, and everybody was stopping and looking. And like, what's going just, on? Yeah, right, exactly, right? right? Yeah. And I was just like, oh, my God, just like, move. I just need this shot. I just need this shot, right. exactly. And a lot of it comes down to that, um, you know, those moments. Yeah. So. Those are um, those those moments always end up coming out the best, you know? When, yeah. Even when— The unplanned um, ones, I think. The unplanned ones, like, I've been trying to step up my game on my Instagram, but it's tough because the— the things you have to go through just to get, like, the perfect shot, <laughs> especially I feel like as a girl because it's like, all right, the lighting for sure, the angles for sure, the, mm-hmm. like, the like do you want the scene to come out? Like, I had gone to LA recently, and it was, like, a rooftop thing, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. but I want the background to come out, but I want my <laughs> outfit to come out. And we ended up taking, like, I think we ended up taking, like, a few, like, like I think it was, like, 50 shots or something. Yep. And I was like, okay, let me just review them. I'm like, dang, is this what photographers have to go through? Like, because oh, yeah. I haven't been, like, up to date, like, with my whole Instagram, and I was like, you know what? I'm trying to step it up, but it's tough. Like it's a lot of work, and then, like the lighting is the biggest thing. Like you're like mm-hmm. in my case, like like outfits and stuff like that, or whatever you're trying to like take a shot of. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it does take a lot of work, and it's like so when I do see a picture, I like appreciate it a lot more because it's like okay, I know they probably went through a lot just yeah. to get to <laughs> this. You know, no matter how simple it could be, or you know how like an event or something. You know, like right. sunset ones are pretty sick because. It's like Mother Nature. Like, you can't really, yeah. like... I, I feel like, like, sunsets kind of throw a mood on it, too. Right. Like, you know, it, it gives it an element that that you can't really duplicate, you know? Yeah. How many events do you think you've done, like, since you started? Um, like, weddings, I've probably done, I think, around 10 so far since I've yeah. started. Um, and weddings kind of came later, later on. Yeah. Um, they've been more popular now for me, um, lately, more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um... But yeah, I've done about ten, and then like one or two quinceañeras. Not not oh, a whole okay. lot of those, but mainly yeah, yeah, just ten weddings. Do you um have you recently shot any car ones or not really? I, I try to do them like on my spare time, like when I have like a day off and yeah. I don't have nothing planned. Right. And it's just those those for me now are like they're, I just do them for fun. Right, right, they're, right. They're more for me because yeah. I, when you start like shooting for events and stuff like that, it mm-hmm. it kind of takes away the not the creativity, but kind of like. It becomes a job. Yeah, you know what that's I mean. And, and you need you need a little break from it just to kind of you know right. satisfy your yeah to remember creative. why you started too. You know, like yeah, you started interest because you know we're taking flicks of cars and then it escalated to where you're at now. You know right. what I mean? Um, and but I want to talk about like the whole little car thing <laughs> now that we're on that topic because, um, like I said, I had met you through through yeah Insidious. through Team Insidious. A shout out to them. <laughs> um, so you're originally from Gilroy, like we mentioned earlier, yeah. right? So how did you come about, like, to meeting them? Um, well, I've always I've, – I grew up with Mario and George. We oh, went okay. to elementary school together. And um, we would – you know, we skated together and 
Oh, you're a skater. Yeah. Wait, so, did <laughs> was Oscar was in that crew too, right? Yeah. When he skated and stuff like, okay, yeah, yeah, I remember. So, I mean, at the time, they were going to a different school at the time when I, when we were skating, but um, we would still mingle together because me and Mario went to Rucker together and oh, okay, went okay. to South Valley together. So we kind of were always oh, okay. together. So the skating kind of brought us together, and then obviously we outgrew our skateboards and uh, got yeah. cars, you know? Yeah. And, you know, I remember George, he went and got a, a Toyota cell. Oh, really? Yeah. So Dang. I remember that, that was his first car, and then he loaned it out to me on lunch <laughs> on high school. Really? And I took it out to lunch. We drove to Taco Bell uh-huh. to go get food on lunch, and I came back, and as we were coming back, we came off the freeway, and I downshifted, and I blew his motor. No way. <laughs> I threw a rod, and I was like, fuck. I felt hella bad. Yeah. And I didn't know how to bring it up to him. Like, yeah. dude, hey, like, I fucked your shit up. Right, right. You know, so we, we got back to auto, to the um, uh, auto class and uh, we managed to get it there and that's kind of when I broke it to him luckily there was another car that was there another Tricel that was there yeah. that was a donor car basically oh okay and we were going to swap that and that was the whole plan to do it yeah. but then I think George ended up getting a new car he ended up getting an Integra oh okay and then that's kind of where Insidious okay. kind of blossomed from there really? yeah so um, so that was high school right you said? yeah and then how did that become NC like Insidious because there was like it's like the OG Insidious and then there's like the newer generation. Yeah, right? yeah. How did that come about? You're saying. So I remember at first, they went through a bunch of names before it even came Insidious, and then finally they settled on Insidious, and it was only just a handful of us. It was just uh, who was it? Me, George. And Mario at the time, I mean, he he didn't really. Yeah. He was out of the picture, but he right. was there. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um. But yeah, I mean, yeah, I started off kind of early like that, and uh, I started with, what did I have? I don't remember what kind of car I had at the moment. I think before I officially had an Insidious sticker, um, I had this beat up, like, 91 EF. Really? Like, SI that I picked up. That's funny. The like, And that was, like, what year? Do you remember? Like, 2000... Five-ish. Dang. <laughs> That's a long time ago. Yeah. And I remember it, we, I went in, I went halves with Mario on that car. Oh, really? Yeah. So the dude wanted 600 bucks. So Mario loaned me 300. Yeah. And I paid the 300 in my pocket. And then I eventually paid Mario back. And I kept that thing for like the longest time. And then I got rid of it. And then I went out and got a newer car, which was like a 90, 95 Integra. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. That I picked up. And then, then yeah, then we kind of. Blossom from there, we'd always go to the races, yeah. you know, in Watsonville. And, yeah, those were, like, you know. I think, um, like, the OG days were, like, back when you That was the like, peak. I think the, that was, the, yeah, for me at least. No, because, and even, like, because in Los Baños, there was, there was, like, a lot of, of that going on, too, with different, like, car crews, yeah. right? But they were, like, actually, like, putting where go to Salinas do, like, oh, you yeah. know, the runs and stuff like that. And, like, I was never really about that because it was, like, like I said, <laughs> but that, that generation was, like, very much, like... Like, all right, like, if you want to, like, talk about your car, like, run yeah. it, you know, and, like, literally. And, and that's, that's what it was back then. It wasn't, we didn't really go to shows. It was kind of like, yeah. you know, we'd go, we'd go to, we'd go to different, um, different areas like Watsonville, Los Baños and stuff like that. And if it's like, yeah. if you're going to be on the crew, you're going to race. Right, like, right. You're going right. to represent and, exactly. you know. And I feel like a lot of that's kind of, it's different now. And, but yeah, I feel like, it's different. It's definitely different because when, even when, like, um, when I started, when I came around, I think it was, like, 2011, 2012. 
I had my my EJ one, but I had and I had got some like J Mags, and like I had just <laughs> recently got my rotors were the shit. Man. And then you know the thing. Okay, so this is the thing. So where I'm from, so like Los Manos, a lot of people had rotors. So I thought that was like the thing. That was you know? the thing, yeah. And so when I um I had seen the M threes, but I didn't know. Like J Max, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I like I'm over here thinking I got like M3s for the loan, but they were really J Max, right? Yeah. So I had got them, and then I needed my fenders rolled, and then that's when like I ended up meeting Jorge, mm-hmm. and like that, like I said, that time was very different. Where I had seen that whole like era of like like people putting in work in the car. I knew I was not about that life because I can't build yeah. a race car. You know what I mean? <laughs> I just wanted, like, a pretty simple commuter right. that looked decent, you know? And yeah. then uh, when – that's when, like, I started, like, they had invited me to car shows or car meets and stuff like that. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, the scene is very different yeah. than what I heard of, you know? Because right. at the time, I would just hear, like, yo, like, there's a quarter mile. Like, you know, you put in work and, you know, for whatever they would bet. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, and then when I would hang around the guys, you know, they would tell me stories. I'm like – I was thinking like, all right, sick. I'm gonna see that. Mm-hmm. But now it was just very different generation of like, yeah. and then, um, and then, but it, like I understood like when even the stories too, where I would hear see like even videos and stuff like that. Yeah. But that time came and went, I guess. Yeah, and it makes me sad too because like back then, like we didn't have iPhones. Right. You know? We we didn't have good quality videos. I have a flip phone somewhere that has videos from yeah. those times, you know. But damn. That those the, those were the days. Those were definitely <laughs> the days. So and then like what um when did like did have you guys always been super cool or like the guys or you guys kept always kept in touch? We have always kept in touch. Even even now, like, you know, just recently I was talking to Mario actually two days ago. Uh we went halfers in well, three ways, me, George, and Mario, we mm-hmm. went three ways into these uh peanut butter and jelly bars that we used to get back in elementary oh school. Oh, my goodness. Oh. <laughs> so we bought a case of 163 of those. What? You guys would. Oh, my goodness. That's hella funny. So, I don't even. That's funny. That, so, and, yeah. um, so you guys pretty, like, much keep in contact, right? Yeah, it's kind of like those low-key friendships where, like, you kind of go off and do your own thing, but yeah. when you guys are together, like, you know. It's like no time has ever exactly. gone back, right? Yeah. And th- that's a good type of relationships to have, like, the ones that, like, yeah. last a long time where you don't have to hit each other up every single day, you know, exactly. like. Um, and it's just, that's, that's how I am too with, cause like the guys usually, or most of them live in what, Gilroy Hollister. Yeah. They're all kind of spread out. Spread out. So it's, I don't see them as often or don't keep in touch as often. Mm -hmm. Um, but when I do, it's like nothing, no time has ever gone by, you know? And, um, but Mario, Mario's so funny cause I've. Um, I know Mario's going to listen to this. I've been trying to get Mario for forever. I've been trying to convince <laughs> You'll him. You'll get him eventually. Um, and I had told him, um, so I'm really good friends with his girlfriend, Elvia. Mm-hmm. Hey, shout out to Elvia. And um, I had told her, I was like, yo, can you convince your man, please? Like, <laughs> I need you to convince your man. She's like, yeah, no, he's down. Just tell him the day, whatever. And I was like, I'm having cookies on there. So just so you know, I'm going to convince him, you know? Uh, but no, the, and then uh, one thing that... Um, so Mario got, I think that he's into like, he barely started getting into like barbecues, right? He got a. Uh, yeah, so he, he went and bought a, a green egg, um, which is pretty, pretty pricey. <laughs> Mario always goes a lot. Like once he, he doesn't just get no basic stuff, right? No, like he just always. No. So a green egg is like a barbecue smoker, right? Right, right. So it's, it's a, it's an expensive smoker. Basically, it can do everything. Yeah. You know, it can grill, it can smoke, it can do everything. It's very versatile. Um, but I mean, it's, it's a really nice platform to start yeah. with. Yeah. A good starter smoker yeah. for Mario. No, but uh, but Snow, so he had mentioned that you, I think, I forgot what, he cooked something on there a while ago when they had just got the house and I uh-huh. forgot what it was. 
And um, he's like, oh, cookies came over. Because I know you're into smoking yeah, barbecue, too. Right. How long have you been doing that? Uh, I've been smoking barbecue, like, maybe, like, two years I've been smoking. Um, it's it's weird because it all started, like, at the time, I was kind of dieting and trying to, like, really? lose weight and yeah. meal prep and all yeah. sorts of stuff, right? So, you know, you can only eat chicken for so much. And right. You can cook it a certain way so much. So I was like, you know what? Let me try to smoke it. Like, yeah. You know? So I go out and go to Walmart and I buy this electric smoker. It was uh-huh. like a pellet smoker for like 300 bucks. And I was like, all right, let's give this a shot. <laughs> and then I tried it and it was like, all right, cool. Like, this yeah. is actually pretty good, you know? So I went on Instagram and kind of just started doing my research you yeah. know, and started digging more deep into this whole barbecue thing. Yeah. And I started finding a lot of like local guys right. that like actually compete and mm-hmm. they do the thing. So I kind of use my photography to kind of get my way in. Right. So I hit up a couple of local guys. They were going to be at, a, at the San Juan uh, rib competition, oh, the okay. cook-off. Mm-hmm. So I hit them up and I was like, hey, you know, do you guys mind if I come over and just kind of take pictures of you guys doing your thing and yeah. just kind of just hang out? And they're like, no, no, just come on in, you know, yeah. just come over. And they were super, super cool. You know, shout out to Show Off and, and yeah. all them, you know. Um, but yeah, they're super cool and they kind of let me in and after that, I kind of went to another competition with them and kind of really got to see the whole thing and how it mm-hmm. actually works. And it, it was really cool. And it was really fun. I kind of got into it. And then little by little, I just started buying more. Mm-hmm. I got, you know, three more smokers now. Yeah. And um, now it's kind of just, that's my thing now that I yeah. do on my time off. So. The, and what kind of smokers do you have? Um, so I have two uh, barrel smokers. I have a small little egg, kind of like oh, a Mario has, oh, but okay. a small version, kind of mm-hmm. like a mini version. And uh, just a regular pellet smoker, oh, okay, which cool. is a pit boss. So the um you I seen I think the first time I seen you post was one of your barrel smokers. I think you did like tri tip or something. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know. I mean, so my little brother's in that very much into it, but I didn't know you could do barrel smoking. Like I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. And I was like, wait, how does the meat not fall off? Like, I just, <laughs> and then I realized I seen you had like the, what is it? The yeah, it's like hooked on. Yeah. yeah. And so um, I had told my little brother, I was like, hey, I didn't know this was a thing. You know? Yeah. He's like, yeah, you could literally make it, uh, make it out of basically anything. Yeah, you know? pretty much. And um, but I seen like you, that you had done it. Like you do like different types of meats, or do you mm-hmm. just do like certain kind? No, no, I do. I do different types. Like I do. Um, just just pork ribs, uh, tri-tip. Um, I haven't done any beef ribs, uh, done pulled pork, oh, okay, like okay. pork shoulders, stuff yeah. like that. So you can do pretty much anything in there. Yeah. You, you know? can. He, um, my little brother did some chicken wings the other day. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. They were, like, the best thing ever. Game and, like, they were gone in, like, five <laughs> minutes. It was funny. Um, what's your favorite thing to cook, like, in smoked barbecue? Tri-tip. Tri-tip? Easily tri-tip. Yeah. Yeah. Tri-tip is, and, and believe it or not, it's actually a, only a California thing. See, I didn't know that up until yeah. recently. Because uh, I had, um, so I'm going to Texas soon, mm-hmm. and I had told my little brother, I was like, oh, I'm going to get some tri-tip sandwiches. He's like, no, you can't find that. <laughs> I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I was confused. He's like, California, like, California's thing is like the tri-tip. I was mm-hmm. like, well, I don't understand. Like, how do they not have tri-tip? Like, that's one of my favorite meats to have is like tri-tip, right. you know? And they're like, I think it's, how does, why is it that it's only in California? Do you know? Um, mainly because, oh, it goes like way back, but um, it goes back to like the 49ers. Uh, oh, back okay. in the gold mining. Yeah. That was kind of like a cheap cut that oh. they would give all the miners. Oh. But okay. they didn't realize, like, hey, it's a fucking good cut. Yeah, yeah. You know? So that's kind of where it kind of started. Oh, okay. And, um, but in Texas, like, they're really big on, on, um, Is it brisket? on brisket. They're yeah. really big on brisket. Like, yeah. that's the thing. And, like, it's crazy because, like, it's, it's different in different areas. Like, mm-hmm. uh, Texas, Memphis, like, mm-hmm. all those areas in the south and stuff like that. Like, it's, it's 
you'll find a different style. It's right. no, it's not going to be the same. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of Texas stuff is like very simple, very basic. Just right. salt, pepper. That's salt it. and pepper. Done. That's true. And you know, there's um, I had even with like um, like I went I visited my aunt in Mexico and like she had a carne asada and she's right. like, oh yeah, she's like, I'm gonna prepare the meat and I was like, alright, sick. What what seasoning are yeah. you gonna use? She's like, just salt and pepper. I was like. What do you mean salt and pepper? Like, <laughs> I'm not used to just salt and pepper, you know? Right. And, um, like, I said, like I'm not really much into cooking. I'm trying to get into cooking, but mm-hmm. the whole barbecue world is a whole different, like, yeah. level of it. You know, like, um, my little brother started making his own, like, seasonings and rubs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. which takes a lot out that, of it because it's yeah. just you're like, wait, how much of this? And, you know, there's so much into it, but... I'm excited to try. I he told me to try the brisket in Texas yeah. and a few other things for sure. The ribs, yeah. But I don't know. I'm. I think I'm gonna go crazy in Dallas because I'm gonna go to Dallas. So oh, okay. I've been. I'm like doing my research of like what spots to go to because right, I want right, to like right. for sure go to some spots. But if you go to Dallas, go to the stockyards. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make a list. So I'm gonna write down. I'm gonna write that down because I'm gonna for, probably forget about it. Because <laughs> um, I had gone to, I got. I had gone to New Orleans and I was like, all right, sick. So I'm very big into like seafood. I love like yeah. crab legs. That's like oh, my yeah. that's my thing, right? So when I went, I was like, all right, I'm gonna have some crab legs. I'm gonna have a seafood boil because you know you hear it's like a like a southern thing, right? Right, right. And then I get there and it's like it wasn't like what I expected. What you thought it was gonna be? It was a lot of like um like what is it like gumbo and like oh yeah, yeah. um very I don't know very different style of like seafoods type yeah. of stuff. But um so aside from like barbecue, like what other things do you like to or aside from meats? What are the things you like to cook in there? Uh, and like in the smokers? Yeah. Um, aside from meats, I mean, I kind of use them. The barrel, that's why I like the barrels a lot because they're very versatile. So I can use it for anything. Anything, yeah. You know, so I can basically convert it into like a actual, just a regular grill. Yeah. And then just cook stuff on that. But I do everything. Like I get a cast iron pan and I just cook on mm-hmm. that, like potatoes or whatever. Yeah. Um, mushrooms, you can do stuff, oh, mushrooms, mushrooms, stuff like that. Like what? you can do so much. I was going to mention, um, how important is it to season the cast iron? Oh, beef? it is very important. Okay, so I want to talk about this because to someone that doesn't know what that means, okay, I, f- I just recently found this out. Yeah. Because um, you had posted, I don't know if it was you or someone else, something that they had just got a new cast oh, iron. Was, yeah. <laughs> and I had told my little brother, I was like, oh, yeah, they just got a new cast iron. He's like, tell them to season it. And I was yeah. like, um, I think you already did. And then, because I didn't know what that meant, I thought he meant season like the meat, and he's like, right. no, he, the the actual cast iron skillet needs to be seasoned. Yeah. So, so cast, what does that mean? So cast iron is, um, it, it conducts heat very well, or it retains heat very well, mm-hmm. and um, this a lot of it, a lot of them come like pre seasoned. You can get some that are ceramic coated, but seasoning what it basically is, you're lining the. Uh, the pan with like a, a light coat of oil. Okay. And what that does is it keeps it nonstick basically. Oh, okay. So what you're basically doing is you're baking that oil onto the pan. And do you have to do that all the time or is it just one time thing? No, you got to do it all the time. Oh, So that when you cook on it and like let's say you use, you know, certain mm-hmm. tools on it like a, I don't know, like a spatula or right. whatever, um, it'll scratch the seasoning off. Oh, okay, So okay. you got to build it up and then kind of get it, get like a thick layer on there oh, so, right. so your food doesn't stick. But that's basically what you're doing. But you you want to do that typically almost after every cook. Uh, really? Yeah. I didn't know. See, I didn't know that type of stuff. And I think that's important to know because it's like, I think I've only used like a cast iron skillet like once and mm-hmm. it went bad because I don't think it was seasoned. But yeah. And then it ended up burning everything. So I was like, yeah, oh. With, with ca- well, with cast iron too, what people don't realize is that like 
leave it alone. Like yeah. whatever your food you're cooking in there, just leave it alone. Really? Don't people have the tendency of stirring stuff around? Yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't. Not in a really? cast iron. Cast iron, what it what it's gonna do? It, it'll release the food when it's ready. Really? Yeah. So like, let's say you're doing a steak, right? Yeah. Um, you see your steak on there. It's it's not gonna come off. The yeah. the, the meat's gonna stick to the to the pan until it releases it. Basically what it's going to do is going to build up a crust. Oh, okay. And once it builds that crust, it'll release the meat. Oh, dang. So that's mainly what you use a lot of cast iron for. Like you can use it for baking. You can use mm. it for a lot of stuff like that. But yeah, with steaks, you want to make sure you build that crust. What are your favorite types of rubs to use for your meats? Um, I use a variety of them. And it, that's the cool thing about rubs too is that there's so many out there. You use this black one, right? Yeah. What, do a lot of people ask you about that one? I, I got a lot of questions about that. I had seen your post and I was like, okay, I know that's a seasoning. Because one of your weeds came out like super black and I was yeah. like, I know it's the rub, but I didn't like care to ask about it because I'm like, I know how the people are hitting them up right now. Yeah. Some people were just like, man, that's hella pepper. Like, right. what are you doing? Yeah. I'm like, no. So I had to post up something saying like, hey, yeah. this is what it is. But no, it's uh, it's it's carbon based. So it's got carbon in it. Oh, okay, that's okay. why it's black. Oh, okay. um, but it's, it's specially made for... For steaks and meats yeah. and stuff like that. But you want to coat it, you know, yeah. heavily. You had made, um, okay, so I wanted to talk about your posts because you're pretty active on your social, on your Instagram. Mm-hmm. And you usually post, like, cooking mm-hmm. things on your IG story. Mm-hmm. And you end up, like, getting super hungry at the, after you're seeing Because, <laughs> like, the other day you had posted. So I like that you post, like, um, like um, the kind of, like, steps, like, one, two, three, yeah. four, right? And then I look forward to, like, the final thing. And then sometimes, like, you don't post it to, like, like, I'll get off or something on my yeah. Instagram. And then I was like, I wonder if you ever posted it. And, then, like, I think you did, like, the lobster tails other day. Oh, yeah, yeah. How did those come out? They came out really good. And, again, that's another thing you cook and smoke. Yeah. I smoked those. So uh, they came out really, really good. Um, I actually surprised myself because I've yeah. never cooked lobster tail. Really? Yeah. So that I, was kind of a surprise. Um, I had – when did you start, like, your um, – those little cooking things on your Instagram story. Just recently, really? actually, just recently in the past couple of weeks. Um, what kind of sparked that? I mean, my mom has kind of always been like mm-hmm. my mom and my grandma. Actually, they kind of uh, inspire me in that yeah. way, you know. But um, recently, since I moved out, moved out to Salinas and got a house mm-hmm. in Salinas now, and kind of just living on my own. You know, you no longer have grandma there or right, nobody right. to kind of make you yeah. food, you know. So I got tired of eating out, mm-hmm. you know, and I was just like, you know what? Let me just try making this stuff myself. Yeah. So, you know, I go online, look up recipes, and it, there's something satisfying about buying the fresh ingredients and putting it together and yeah. getting it all done, you know. For me, I think it's more like the journey. Yeah, and it, it tastes a lot better when you make it When at you home. make it at home, exactly. Yeah. And um, you had um, – I had talked to – I think – Forgot um, one of my friends. I had showed them your um, the cooking stories that you had, uh-huh. and like uh, my friend doesn't like know you at all. But they're like, <laughs> have them post more often. And I was like, okay, like you should just follow him because <laughs> he posts all the time. And then I like that you post different types of food. It's not always like the same thing. Yeah. Or, you know, you switch it up. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, so you mentioned um, like a little bit like your inspo was like your family and stuff, right? Yeah. What um, what what part of Mexico is your family from? Uh, so. On my dad's side, he's um, he's from Guanajuato. Oh, okay. And my mom, they're we're from Michoacan, from oh, La Villa. Oh, cool. Yeah. And do you have do any of those like cooking styles like rub off on you or no? Not really. No, believe it or not, they really? haven't. And that's one thing that I kind of want to get from my grandma yeah. is a lot of those traditional like Mexican dishes. OG that, recipes. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and it and it sucks because like all the memes are true. Right. Like if you try to watch them, like yeah. they don't measure anything. See, that's the thing. <laughs> you know. 
I've tried to watch like cooking like videos on on YouTube, uh-huh. and like usually, or if I ask my mom or anyone, like they tell me like I let tanteas right, yeah. and then I'm like I don't know how to tantearle yet. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm, I don't know. You're like, not that confident. I'm you know? not that confident yet, and then so I really need like like measuring like the measuring. You know t- how much do I put of what? You yeah. know. And like I said, like usually they'll tell you, I let tantas or you figure it out, you know. Yeah. And, oh, make sure you put love in it because if not, it's not going to come out good. <laughs> you know, like that's. Yep. Um, I was super excited the other day. So I made like, this is going to sound so embarrassing, but I made like uh, rice for the first time. Don't be embarrassed <laughs> okay. because I just got I off just, the phone with my mom two yeah. days ago because yeah. I do not know how to make Mexican rice. So, okay. So there's a funny part uh, like of the story was like my friends and I, we were going to barbecue like it was like a few months ago. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my friends are pretty, like, they're good at, like, incorporating, like, what they're going to bring and stuff like that to the barbecue. And right. so my friend Caesar was like, oh, Maria, just, just make yourself a little rice and then just bring it. And I'm like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> it's just I don't know how to make rice. And he's like, well, what do you mean you don't know how to make rice? And I'm like, right. I don't know how to make rice. Like, I barely learned how to boil an egg without, like, <laughs> like, I really don't know, you know, because I'm just so used to, like, when I cook, like, I just saute everything, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, but like for like actual meals to just put it in the pan real quick. Yeah, I'm very good at just like making stir fries, like, <laughs> like you know, or steaming stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? So when I learned how to make rice, I was hyped. I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna make rice for everything. You can rice for anything. What's up?" Um, but it's hard to incorporate, like, because my family's from Michoacan, right? Yeah. Their style of cooking is very, like I said, like they don't measure anything. They no. just kind of figure it out. Yeah. And my generation is very different, where it's like. All right, what do you... Yeah, you have what's to be, involved? Like, <laughs> right. What are the steps? Yeah, so um, you had mentioned earlier, so you have a daughter. Yeah. And what does she think about your cooking? Uh, she likes it. Really? <laughs> Surprisingly, she does. I mean, there's certain things that she doesn't eat, but I don't expect her to. Yeah. Like, for example, like lobster, I don't expect her to eat that. Yeah. You know, that's, I think that's an acquired taste. Right. Fish is, at least, but... For the most part, I mean, she really likes it. I was really surprised when she told me that she wanted ribs. Oh, really? Yeah, she kind of came out on her own and she's like, hey, Dad, I want some ribs. I'm like, what the heck? Yeah. Like, okay, cool. Like, I'll make some. And then, yeah. yeah. And then, like, I'll have her, like, help me and stuff and, you know, get her involved. That's so. good, though, the, because with um, – you don't realize how much of a blessing it is to have someone in your family that does barbecue because <laughs> um, growing up – like I said, like, Tell you know – but I know. <laughs> growing up, I'm sorry, like, my I have two older brothers and then it's myself and then my little brother, right? Um, we growing up, we always did like carnasadas, nothing too like in depth of right. like you know that world and stuff. And then when my little brother came out, like I was like last year, I think, where he was like serious, like because he was like sixteen, and he's like, um, and there's a story behind that where he like his friend and um and him were going to go dump some like trash at the local like um. Where does it call like the place to go dump like all dump. the trash? <laughs> yeah, 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 basically the landfill or something oh, like landfill, that. Okay, yeah. Um. And they, his friend took Chris to go, you know, help him to dump the stuff, right? So mm-hmm. then they go, and then Chris was like, an old smoker, you know? And he wasn't really in tune in the whole, like, smoke barbecue opposed to, like, charcoal barbecue. It's like, yeah. you know, that type of world is different, you know? And then um, he had told his friend, like, hey, help me take that back to the house. And my and his friend was like, no, that's trash, like, you know? Yeah, I just do. <laughs> so they figured out, he convinced him, took it back to the house. He, like, rebuilt it, and it was, yeah. he got into that whole world with it, and... Um, and then, so now, um, like the other day I, t- I told my mom, I was like, I don't think I could ever really get tired of having someone that barbecues <laughs> because, because like, it's such like, we always get free samples all the time. We always get free, like, yep. cause, and it, like, he just got his first like gig. Right. And he, oh, wow. he's like, it was so crazy. Cause he's like 17. Right. But, um, and he, he almost wants to barbecue every weekend. Right. And yeah. I'm like, 
Chris, like, we don't need ribs every weekend. <laughs> I got tired of ribs the other day, right? But it's such a blessing to have someone that barbecues in the family because... Yeah. And then we all kind of figure out what we like, like, with as far as, like, barbecue and stuff, you know? Right. But um, has, like, you mentioned your daughter, like, mm-hmm. likes ribs, right? Does she like them when you cook them? or? Yeah, yeah, she does. Does she like spicy food or no? Uh, it's hit or miss. I don't know. Like, sometimes yeah. she does, sometimes she doesn't. Yeah. But, like... Not like a hundred percent. Oh really? Yeah. Do you like spicy food or not? I really? do. Yeah, I do. But like, I, I like it spicy to the point where there's still flavor. Okay. Wait. When it's just not overkill, like, like hot. Yeah, I can't. So I can't stand like any any spice. Like really? I'm such a wuss. Like okay, I like mild, mm-hmm. but not like spice. Like I don't like it at all. <laughs> so um, so that I think that like stops me from like trying a lot of new things too. But luckily in barbecue, you kind of don't really like. Like, no. do you put spicy stuff in your, like... I do on my tri-tip, just because okay. it gives it a little kick, okay. a little bit of flair, but... Yeah. Um, uh, depending on, like, if I'm trying out, like, a different, like, sauce or whatever, yeah. is, and then then with that, yeah, but I typically don't make it too spicy, just the tri-tip, but everything yeah. else is pretty sweet and savory, so... Yeah. Did you... Have you ever burned any of your meats? Oh, all or the no? time. Really? <laughs> Starting off, I mean, that's yeah. kind of like what it is, just, it's just test and trial, test and yeah. trial, trial and, you know, trial and error. Um, so in the beginning, in the beginning stages of it, um, that's when I started like, I'd have like dry barbecue, really? you know, like burn or dry and you just kind of got to test it out and just kind of mess around with it basically yeah. until you find your, you know, your, your niche. Right. You do. Cause it's, you, it's all trial and error, especially, mm-hmm. especially in that, because my little, like I learned from like, like my little brother, he wanted to cook like for one of our family reunions and like. He literally did not sleep the whole night before, right? Just to prep everything, yeah. and and then when the food was like about to be ready, he was like knocked out. Like, oh no! So then, <laughs> my like I said, I don't know how to cook, so I don't know when something's like ready. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, Chris, you gotta wake up, man. Like I'm over here, like waking him up. He's like, like super asleep. Like you, there's no way you could wake him up, you know. Yeah. So then we figured it out, luckily. But like that time around, like he didn't ma- manage his time that that good as. F- as far as like the amount of like it's one thing cooking one tri tip yeah but when you cook like multiple multiple and yeah, there's different you know, there's factors. some <laughs> a lot of factors especially when you're with smoked barbecue because yeah. it's, it's not like you could turn down the dial on your no. you know on your grill or anything but um, what other things do you that you haven't barbecue that you want to do uh, I really want to do brisket that's one thing I've I've kind of mm-hmm. not avoided but I kind of never done it just mainly because i don't know how there's yeah brisket there's like a technique to it like, yeah really is there oh yeah i mean it's a, it's a really big chunk of meat i'm yeah. looking at 19 pounds 17 yeah. pounds whatever it is and you know when you buy it you got to trim it yeah. you got to have a certain amount of fat on it and right. yeah there's, there's like a process to it and i haven't been confident enough to really do it because it's an expensive piece of meat to yeah. mess up right, you know? right right so but now i kind of think I've, I've got it down so I've, I've been on the hunt for one yeah but they're not very easy to find at least where i'm at right now yeah um i found a couple but you kind of really got to pick and choose them like right. you literally got to pick your meat oh really oh yeah yeah there's, there's all kinds of factors involved yeah um like when it comes to meat um, you want to look for marbling, like a lot of fat, right. a lot of marbling. Mm-hmm. You kind of want that because that's what actually gives it the juice and oh, the juiciness okay. when you cut it open. That's, that that's what sense. it is. Yeah. You know, if you don't have any marbling, then you're going to come out with a dry piece of meat. Right. And know. where do you where do you want like this? Like, you know, I know barbecue is like a hobby of yours. Right. Um, but you did mention like you want to go like when you first started and wanted to learn about it, you were taking pictures of like, you know, was it barbecue competitions mm-hmm. and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. 
Um, do you want to get into that or do you? I want to try it yeah. just to kind of just see where I'm at. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I just kind of want to just give it a shot and say, hey, I did it. I right, tried right, it, right. you know? Yeah. Um, so I wouldn't mind doing that. I think one of the next ones coming up, um, I probably won't do it this year, but next year um, the Garlic Festival is actually hosting. Oh, really? Yeah. They, they host an event for I that. I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is their third year I think they're going to do it. Third or second year they're going to do yeah. it this year. So I kind of want to give that a shot because yeah. they do have a backyard competition. Oh, okay. And it's basically a bunch of like people like me, like backyard right, guys right. That, that go on barbecue. That's cool. I haven't gone to the garlic festival. I always say I'm going to go every year and I never do because yeah. there's so many people. There's a lot of people. A lot of people. And so, but I might go this year with Mario and Elvia, so I don't yeah. know. Well, I guess uh, they've changed it up over the past couple of years. Like they've actually now incorporated like a cooking competition as oh, well. Okay. So it's kind of like a... Like final table kind of right. stuff, you know. Yeah, the one of our well, our, our local fair here in town does started doing that mm-hmm. recently. It's like a, something new, and um, our one of our local barbecue guys here, like their little crew, um, they're do they're pretty well known with it now. Like I think there's a few in town. I'm not sure if I'm not mistaken, but they just started it as a hobby, and then like they just kind of like started going with it. Lost in there, yeah, yeah, which is it's cool to have, and then you you do it locally, and then people like. Uh, it's good to have like your support. You're gonna start off with obviously people you know, and then yeah. you kind of like grow from there and stuff. But um, you had mentioned like um, when you had hit up the guys to like mm-hmm. like learn. Um, so I'm hel- I'm pretty big in like networking. Yeah, because like I think that's super important. Yeah, um, same way. <laughs> and um, I try and like teach people the importance of networking because I think people just forget um, how I think some people overthink it. Yeah, too. Where they're like, I don't want to go out of my way, or I don't want to do this, I don't want to do right. that. Um, you know, luckily you were you were able to like DM them, or I don't know how you contacted yeah. them, but um, and they reached out and like, but you could have easily like um, not hit them up, and the opportunity would have never happened. Exactly. Yeah. Um, there was a quote I said to my friend the other day, um, and I've heard this quote many times. Um, because I was like trying to convince him to, I let him know about a job opening, right? And mm-hmm. he's like oh, no, like, I've never, you know, I don't think I'll get that job, you know. And, right. I, and I told him, like, you'll miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Right. So um, even, like, let's just say, like, even if you were to got the no, right, from right. those people, it was like, hey, no, you know, we don't need pictures. I'm good, you know. Um, I know that wouldn't have stopped you from doing right. it. No, no. You would have just hit up someone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly, or, or just kind of done my right. own research, you yeah. uh, What tips would you give someone not only just to, like, that wants to get started, like, not only, like, um, in photography or, like, barbecue or just yeah. anything in general. Like, what tips would you give someone to, to build up their confidence to ask about it or hit up someone, like, to network? Um, I think I think you really need to embrace fear and uh, and failure. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Uh, I think once you embrace that and, be, you know, let it become your, your, your friend, basically, then you can overcome anything and do whatever you want. You right. actually want. Yeah. Um, I think that's the biggest thing to, to tell anybody. Yeah. Um, that's that's kind of one of the biggest things for me, at least, when it came to photography is just kind of overcoming all those challenges when it came to that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. That's one of the biggest. That's, then, that's one of the biggest things for me, at least. What do you, uh, what do you say, like, what, uh, like, when your daughter asks you about, like, or, like, when she looks up to you with photography? Uh-huh. And, like, she tells you, like, hey, Dad, I like this picture. Or, like, she'll does she ever, like, help you pick out that type of stuff out or not really? No, she doesn't really help me pick stuff out. But I've kind of just been little by little just kind of introducing her right. to the whole thing. Um, like, the other day we went off and I was showing her how to use the camera. Like, I had a film camera that I just yeah. picked up. And I just recently started getting into film. 
Um, and I kind of started showing her how to use it and, yeah. you know, how to go about that. So just kind of teaching her the fundamentals of things. And um, that way she gets a grasp, an idea, or she right. gets like a hobby or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. She has sparks and interest. Yeah. And how has being a dad, like, changed? Like, how old is your daughter? She's eight. So so she's eight. Okay. Yeah. So how has that changed, like, your life just as a dad? Uh, it changed it dramatically, actually. Um, that's kind of when all the street racing and everything went out the window. Really? Like, everything yeah. just kind of changed, uh, you know, 180. Um, everything just became about her after mm-hmm. that, and it's it still is. Yeah. You know, she's like my best friend. Right. And what was her name? Sophia. Hey, shout out, Sophia. <laughs> um, so, and, you know, you had talked about, like, you know, obviously you started taking pictures of her when she, because mm-hmm. the, just in the importance of just capturing those moments, you yeah. know? Um, so does she think it's pretty cool that you have, like, other hobbies, like when you barbecue or, you know, when you cook for her and stuff? Does she think that's cool? Or? Oh, yeah. No, she loves yeah. it. Like, even today when I told her I was going to come and do this, like, yeah. she got super psyched off Oh, it. that's pretty cool. She's like, oh, my dad's going to be on the radio. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's so cool. <laughs> so she was super stoked yeah. and she was kind of just telling everybody and it was, it was pretty cool. It was fun. What are, like, some, like, you know, because my, um, so my nephew just turned two, but, and so anything, like, he does, it's so, like, it just makes you smile because it's, it's, you know. They're innocent. It's, like, they're so <laughs> innocent. And then, or when um, my friend has a daughter and she just gave me compliments, like, before I got her, she, you mm-hmm. know, she was just, like, hope you have a great day, Maria. And I'm, like, oh, you want me to have a great day, like, you know. But what are some things that, uh, that your daughter tells you just, that just make you smile, like, you know, let's just say you're leaving out the door, you're going to work or something. And she's just like, hey, dad, uh, you know, what does she tell you? Um, I just I, what, what gets me, especially since, like, I'm, you know, we co- I'm, I'm co-parenting with, you know, her mom. So I get her 50% of the time. But you can tell, like, she values the moments yeah. that we have because she'll approach me randomly and yeah. say, I love you, dad. Aww. And like, oh, like, that gets me. Right, know? right. And I don't know. For me, I think that's the, that's, that's, those are the moments right, right. there. Yeah, you know, and it shows that she really appreciates the time that we spend and yeah, you know what we do. Yeah, uh, I'm just telling you, like when children tell you something like that, you're just yeah. like, it, your heart just like melts. And yeah. then like you're, I mean, in this case, being your daughter, you know, like, um, or like when you leave, or and then she's just, just like the, those moments, like where I just recently started. I mean, I've always like appreciated the moments of my parents, but mm-hmm. like up until recently, like I started like. Just listening to them more where usually I'm on my phone and talking to them. But uh, recently I did an episode of my dad and I've been trying to convince him just to do an episode. But I never really had like like a pitch because, you know, like OG dads are like especially yeah. Mexican dads. You There's know how they like, are. Nah. And, um, you know, he was always like, no, you know, what will we talk about? And he's very private, you know. Right. So I never grew up to even like. I don't know, like I think because, you know, our generation like is very different than like theirs like my my dad's mm-hmm. parents didn't really like tell him i love you dad you know or i hope you yeah have we didn't grow up with that, yeah like you know, that you know that affection so um so then i did the episode with my dad recently and even after the session we left the studio and on the way home i was like hey you know like i appreciate that time he's like you know what? i did too like yeah. and we just been on a different level ever since then i was like you know what dad like i I need you to know, like, I appreciate you. Like, yeah. so even the simplest things you tell either, you know, your daughter in this case or she tells you, like, it's those things that you value so much because, yeah. you know, like, like to me, my dad's my everything. You know what right. I mean? Like, just for anyone to meet my dad, it takes a lot. Like, <laughs> people, it takes a lot for someone just to meet my dad because right. I, 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 he's, like, such a, an important role in my life, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and I think, and I mean, 
he would probably say he's probably not hasn't been the perfect person, but you look at your dad as like like he's a man. He's like your superhero, <laughs> basically, you know. And so, and he's he has like random interests, like right. hobbies that he does. Like he'll literally like randomly build a garage or like do something random, yeah. and it's like I'll just automatically think it's so cool, right? Yeah. So when my well, my brother now he's gonna have his second son and it's a boy, right? So. Yeah. Um, I want him to have a girl. Eventually, he'll have a girl, yeah. right? So, because it's just different. Because I'm like, you, when you look at your dad, it's a different type of. Yeah. You're, you're a guy, so it's kind of different. But as yeah. a, as a girl, it's it's good to have a, like a great father figure. Yeah. And the importance of it, you know, because right. you because you know eventually I feel like that is because I mean that's basically what your daughter is going to be looking for in the future. Right. You, know? you want to be. An example of what your wife, your your daughter should be with, of who right. your daughter should be with, you know. Yeah, that's true. There's a so there was. That's why, like, I th- I feel like you know a lot of love and affection is is very very key and important in in raising a daughter. Yeah, you know, is very just showing important. her that you know. Yeah, there's a there was this like meme that I see the other day, and it says something like, um, "Make sure you find a girl that if she has her dad in her life, you know it's." She's more than likely not going to need you or look for you because <laughs> she ha- she she has her dad. She has you know she yeah. you know, and as you know, what's crazy? It's so true because I think like I'm I'm very like like I said you know I have high standards because of my dad or right. you know, and then I also have two older brothers that were always like my bodyguards. So like I never yeah really, you never <laughs> had to deal with that. yeah I never had to deal with that. But no, I'm I'm excited to like see where 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 this barbecue thing will take you because you never know like yeah you know I think that that's one thing that like I I let people know. Um, often about because people hit me up like hey like what tips would you give me that I have no mm-hmm. I don't want to say like interest but like people don't know what route to go right Um, I always like send them to the root of like well what are you into yeah. like what are your hobbies like um, and <laughs> the one thing that I mentioned about like with my podcasting I had started it because so I used to do like little snippets on my Snapchat yeah and Mario actually shout out to this is why I need Mario on here, man. <laughs> Mario one day was like, you just need to start a podcast already. Yeah. And he, because he had t- told me about like Joe Rogan and stuff right, like that, right? right? right. But um, a lot of my friends listened to him, but I was like, no, like, no, I would just automatically close that out because I was like, no, I'm not good at that, you know? Yeah. And then my friends like, no, like if anything, you could talk, you yeah. know? So I was like, just do it. Hey, you know what? All right. So then when someone will ask me for advice, I'm like, hey, like, what do I, what route should I take? It's like what interests you, you know. Just do yeah. what, what your hobbies are. If you yeah. if you like barbecuing in this sense, or you know, and just stick with it. Just stick with it, yeah. and make sure you do it because you love it. Exactly, this passion should be yeah. fueling your, you know, right. fueling that. Yeah. So okay, so where can people find you on Instagram? Uh, so on Instagram, you can find me on at Ninja Cookies four hundred eight. Um, I do have my Facebook as well, uh, which I'm not really active on, but mainly Instagram is mainly where I'm at. All right, cool. And then, um, wait, so are you going to make it a series, a cooking series? I need to know. So there's there's the rumors and there's talks. I might do a, a YouTube channel, actually. Oh, yes, um, that'd be great. Do something a little bit bigger. But um, right now I'm kind of just trying to find the, find out the logistics of it and how right. to actually get that going and get it started. But, um, yeah, just stay tuned. I'll, I'll be having a YouTube say, channel pretty soon. Yeah, that'd be great because I, I would definitely subscribe. So as soon as you make it, <laughs> let me know because um, – I would, I need to, and you know what? I need to find out recipes. So when you do recipes, uh-huh. 
make sure you do like the amount of like, oh yeah no I'll, I'll post I'll post all <laughs> yeah. that and I, I do like a lot of research when it comes to that like I want to make sure I find out like the authentic version of whatever right, it right. is you know yeah um, I don't want like the watered down version right so then for like let's just say they want to like hit you up for like photography like do they hit you up on your Instagram or, or all your infos on there uh, all my infos on my Instagram so I have my email on there uh, which you can contact me through uh, or DM me whichever yeah. one Okay, cool. So um, there you guys have it. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. Did you have a good time? No, that was good. It's hot in here, but it's good. Yeah. (laughs) All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to today's episode. And don't forget to like and subscribe today's episode on whatever streaming platform you're listening to. Don't forget to give it a like and subscribe so that way you could be notified whenever I upload a new episode. And thanks for coming out. Hey, thank you for having me. All right, guys. Stay tuned for the next one. Oh,